Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth is the orc countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt is Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante is Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom. McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! You have been betrayed by your hero, Sylvia Tome, the science gnome, uh, who has just activated the trap in uh, all of your, your vests. Uh, of course, not accounting uh, for the warthog transformation or <laughs> for the incredible fortitude of um, of Ita, uh, Duncan unfortunately uh, has been uh, knocked unconscious uh, by the uh, the electrical shock. Um, you get the sense from looking at him that uh, this wasn't meant to be fatal. Um, it was more meant to to paralyze uh, and uh, <laughs> the elementals commit the fatality. I mean, sure, if that yeah. happens, you know, it's fine. Um, but uh, you are you were planning on heading back inside, uh, trying to round up the uh, the remaining um, uh, Mardi Gras um, <laughs> dwarves and escaping. Uh, with uh, with Duncan down um, and uh, the elementals beginning to spit off of the uh, the hurricane, uh, what do you do? He's unconscious. That's that's what's going on with Duncan right now. Is he he needs to be brought back to consciousness, but he's not paralyzed or anything like that. Uh, no, he's just yeah. he's down and out for now. I mean, but he yeah, all be. you know is I got zapped by a vest and I'm out. Yeah. This yeah. is true, but I'm yeah. still breathing. <laughs> also, he's had his ass kicked. <laughs> Maka, uh, can can you heal Duncan? Yeah, I'll I'll leave Boar form reluctantly because that shit was cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll uh, uh, in in my. Original turtle form. I will uh, stoop down and cast uh, cure wounds at oh, let's say third level. Mm. Really juice them. Uh, <laughs> so that's three d eight. I believe think? so. Yes. Plus your spell casting. One d eight for each slot level above first. Yep. So three d eight plus another eight. 
That is uh, those many dice. Hmm. Uh, not great rolls though. Uh, seven plus three, ten plus eight, eighteen. So one or two. Tom, does uh, that yeah. wake me up? Uh, yes, you bolt upright. Um, I'll, I'll just be be very clear with you all. The uh, the gnomish plan was was to incapacitate you by knocking all three of you unconscious simultaneously. If any one <laughs> of you is awake, not a great plan anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, here we are. Maka is also taking this opportunity to just basically rip this thing off of his <laughs> yeah. torso. I was going to say, before he even <laughs> talks, Duncan is cutting the vest off in like yeah. panic. <laughs> yep, understood. I hate this <clears throat> fucking thing and I hate... Can you still hear me? He just says to the vest. No, um, it, all the circuitry is, is blown out. Um, it's uh, it's fried. I will then we'll sentence her in the future. Let's go save those fucking dwarves. Uh, Maka nods and begins to run back to. Uh, it was Vance and Ed, I believe, and yeah. whoever else was. So there are a bunch more bunch, more yeah. uh, DEF um, folks uh, outside and fighting. Um, you see uh, a couple of them. Um, uh, struggling uh, with uh, one of the floats um, that is has flipped over, and um, they uh, they managed to, to they're, they're struggling to try and lift it. Um, and one of them just uh, just yells, "Big, big, big turtle, help!" I I mean, Maka wouldn't say this, but in his mind, he's like, "Who gives a shit about these floats?" Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I think he will say. Um, He'll say, uh, 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 is someone trapped under there? Yeah, we don't care about the fucking float. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we're trying to, what are you, we're trying to save Kelly. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? I believe, I, I believe, um, I believe I can help and I, I will attempt to lift it. Great. Uh, go ahead and give me a strength check, please. Okay. Now I can lift stuff counting as a large creature. Mm-hmm. To be clear, well, that's a twelve. Um, it's uh, it's, that's all right. Between you and and the the other uh, two dwarves, uh, you're able to to hoist it up enough uh, that you can drag um, Kelly out. Um, Kelly is uh, clearly in kind of rough shape. Um, you get the sense that uh, uh, she may have been um, drugged because um, she's mm. kind of dopey and. Uh, and like mad, but as she crawls out from from under it, she like reaches back in and pulls out her gun, but it's broken and kind of throws it aside. Uh, and she just looks at you, Ida, and she's like, "Why? Why are the hot ones always evil? When will I learn? Fuck!" Um, and she like struggles um, up and uh, kind of looks at the dome and in horror um, and says, uh, "Oh, so this has been going badly, eh?" Yeah, it's not the best day for everyone. I'm thinking we might need to pull your troops out of here. Um, and uh, she she just looks looks kind of uh, devastated at at the uh, the habitat that is is being like sealed up, but kind of temporarily. Um, and she says, "Yeah, yeah, that that sounds like a good plan. I think this is really gonna hurt the folks back home, but." I don't think there's anything to salvage here. The only thing we can salvage are lives. Um, and uh, she um, she kind of looks uh, looks to you, Maka. Um, is your moonbeam still still running? 
It lasts for a minute, so I'm assuming at this point it's dissipated, just given okay. the events that have transpired sure, 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 more sure. than a minute. Um, she uh, she'll say, uh, "You did a thing like a pink light thing from the sky. Can you do that again?" Or yes. okay, um, and uh, she just kind of calls to everyone and, and brings them over, and um, she says. Uh, uh, we have an armored vehicle we use to help transport the batteries. It's pretty damaged, but it might be able to help you get out of here. I need you to take everyone. I'll make sure to make a gap. T- take them where? Uh, and she just kind of shrugs um, and uh, like kind of goes over to the, uh, uh, the the damaged habitat and starts like strapping on um, basically like welder's gear, so like a welding helmet. Some other stuff. Um, she turns to you, Duncan, and says, "You look like you've got a plan." <laughs> well, there's always a lot of options. How good are the people who can drive this thing? Can this thing do all terrain? Um, and uh, she kind of gives you like the the yeah um, hand. And she's like, um, "It won't get you too far. It was damaged in the blast, but it'll at least give you some protection, more so than any of our floats." All right, fair enough. Yeah, I got a plan. We'll- then he'll, okay. he'll turn. He'll turn to Maka and uh, Ita, and I guess whoever else, if Ed and Vance or any of the other dwarves are around, he'll just kind of lay it out. To to be clear, before you you jump into this, um, her intention is to create a gap for you. So yeah. you don't need to worry about that piece, but everything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. So I, it was more thinking in terms of where to go. And he's Perfect. like, I think. Yep. I think the only answer we've got is to go for the observatory. It's the only way we can get these people into cover, and it's the only place that's safe. And if Sylvia Gnome, if I don't give a fuck whether it's a race or a name, I can't keep track of it, it all sounds too much alike, but Sylvia Tome, the science gnome, has been sentenced to death for the homicide of several dwarves. Everyone with her, guilty as an accessory. We need to get there, make a hole, get these people into cover, we can clear out the science people and hopefully try to salvage the lives and safety of them along with the island. Any objections? Hmm. None. We may yet overtake them on the way to the observatory if we move quickly. Hmm. Agreed. Um, and uh, and uh, Kingston Kelly nods and says, that's kind of what I'm hoping to help with. Granted... I had some feelings last night, feelings I have not felt in some time. And yeah, she was a great lay, but she was an evil lay, and you must stop her at all costs. Turtle Man, I'm going to need you to bring that moonbeam down on me while I try and fix the generator. It's the only way to prevent the storm long enough for you to get through. I need you to keep it on me to keep them off of me while I do some science. Science may have got us into this, but science is going to get us back out. You will have one minute, and it will be painful. Um, and uh, she just nods and uh, kind of like taps the helmet. And she said, don't worry about me. I'll hold out long enough to get you through that fucking storm. You just make sure you take revenge on my shitty ex, okay? Mm. Yes. And she just takes off like a fistful of the beads and puts them over your head. She says, I believe in you, turtle man. Now set me on fire so I can do some science. Um, and she storms over to the, um, to the burning turbine um, and just kind of like cracks her knuckles. And um, in a kind of last moment before she turns and gives like the Terminator thumbs up, 
she just like takes all the beads off and drops them at her feet because it's it's science time there's there's no more time for revels the time for work has come um and uh she just kind of like pulls out a wrench in one hand and like a little like hand welder in another um and uh on your cue she'll uh she'll jump in um so the armored vehicle is uh similar to the floats um uh, except it actually has some reinforcement to it um it's mostly uh, secured against electricity uh in case anything goes wrong with the batteries unfortunately the batteries blew when the uh when the generator went down um uh, the turbine went down so it's uh it's pretty charred um and weakened but uh given that you have to drive it through what will likely be a briefly interrupted hurricane the best you can hope for um it does have uh some electrical power so it you don't have to pedal <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh yeah think of it as like a um thing i've got in my head is the uh like the gears of war um junker vehicles uh mm-hmm. or whatever they are they're just like the their troop transport type things it's kind of like that so like big heavy wheels kind of rounded um, there are some like streamers and crowns and things on it because you know they they, they got to be ready for the parade, um, but um, yeah, otherwise uh, vaguely functional. Uh, Maka prepares to cast Moonbeam, but just says out loud, uh, "I will need to be protected if my concentration is broken. The spell will end early." Well, we'll put you on the back end of this thing and hopefully anything coming at us will come from the front. If there's anyone here who wants to drive, raise your hand now, otherwise I'm doing it. Um, They all kind of shrug. No one here is an expert driver. Um, all right, fuck it, it's me then. Uh, load the wounded into the middle. Let's get everybody healthy on the benches. Eta, if you want to be up front with me because you've got that brain for what's going to break and what isn't going to break. Maka will put you in the back. Hopefully you can plug the hole with your shell and you're fine. Also, and he draws one of his daggers that just spins up out of his waist. He says, Lady Justice, watch this hero do her work. And he kisses it on the hilt and he just throws the dagger so that its blade sinks into the ground next to the turbine. Because, damn it, if he's not being the hero here, Lady Justice is going to witness somebody doing their big ultimate sacrifice. Uh, and then he'll help load people and just climb into the front. Great. Um... Okay, so um, you load up. Um, she goes over to the turbine, uh, flicks you the the thumbs up, um, and uh, you can see that more and more um, of the wisps are coming off of the uh, off of the hurricane and starting to converge on both you and her. Um, and she just kind of locks eyes with you, Maka, and, and nods. Mm. Bye. And I'll cast Moonbeam and climb into the APC. Great. Um, so she lets out like like a roar uh, as it hits her um, and climbs up onto the turbine uh, and starts going to work. Um, all right, Duncan, I need from you a... Let's go with a dex save for driving. Great. Ita, given that you're helping um, keep an eye out, mm-hmm. um, how do you think you'd be assisting Duncan? Um... I think I think it's just like I, I think I'm just like literally scanning the environment, looking for things that are gonna you know like gonna you know when you're on the highway and suddenly like a box randomly like blows yeah, across yeah. the road and you're like ah it basically I'm the person going hey you might want to <laughs> swerve left there instead of going yeah it's a box <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool you're on box duty I got gotcha. you yeah um okay phenomenal. Yeah, so Duncan is me driving a car my mom has set up because everything's a little too close and a little too weird, but he's doing it anyway. So let's see what happens. 
And you can have hey. advantage because uh, uh, Ita is spotting for you. Even better. Uh, 23. Great. Okay. So, yeah, you take off uh, at pace um, as uh, you're basically driving at a wall of wind. Um, the uh, the hurricane is still blowing. Uh, it hasn't been disabled just yet. But um, you uh, you put your faith in uh, Lady Justice and in uh, Cake Stan Kelly to get it done. Um Sure enough, debris falling, um, wisps hitting the ground, um, and uh, you're you're driving cleanly though. This thing moves better than you'd hoped, um, and also happily because the storm's been raging for a little bit. It um, there's enough clearance, enough stuff has been kind of blown away by just the wind and everything else that there's a, a bit of a clearance for you. So um, driving towards the wall, um, full speed. Uh, let's see how Kelly does. Okay. Um, the moonbeam is eating away at her faster uh, than you'd expect. Mm. Um, she was pretty badly injured, so she's uh, she's she's fading in and out, but um, her, her work continues unabated. So um, your window will be much smaller um, than she'd hoped to give you. The plan had been to like get the turbine up and running. Now it's really looking like she might be able to like spark it which will draw just enough energy off the uh, hurricane to bust through the wall, but odds are bad. So um, you've rolled successfully to get close. Now you've got to roll to drive through. This is to time it based on when she can drop the wall. Um, Duncan, do you want this as a dex or a, um, a wisdom? Oh, Dex, a thousand times Dex. I think okay. this is flying by the seat of his pants. There's no strategy here. This is just because this is a question of like what gust will break us versus what gust can we break through. Yep. So it's just Absolutely. spotting those openings and, and going for it. Yeah, I think uh, visually uh, you should be thinking like full Mad Max Fury Road, like fire tornado at this point. Like it's just nice. It's it's rough. Yeah. Is this still uh, advantage? Yeah. Great. 25. In this case, it's Ida just like, I think, fast calculating the odds of when, and you know, all that, mm -hmm. that fun stuff. Um, okay. And let's see what happens. Okay. Um, with uh, a final uh, scream, um, uh, Kelly just like full on, uh, like, burns up in the moonbeam um but as uh, as she uh as like the, the the flesh kind of burns away um she just leans forward and lets uh the bulk of her her body weight shove the wrench um a little bit further um there's a blast of sparks and electricity as the turbine fires up um and uh as as her body kind of dissipates uh the helmet just kind of bangs off it as it spins up what? Um, the, uh, the hurricane continues to spin, but it's almost like, um, a fabric that's been caught on something, um, bits and pieces of, of it start getting pulled towards the turbine and, uh, Duncan, you see your opportunity. So throwing all the remaining, uh, energy you can at it, you, uh, you floor it and, uh, the small, uh, APC, um, tears, uh, into the storm. Um, I need a con save uh, from all of you, please. That one. <laughs> 19. 
Natural 20, total of 22. Excellent. Um, your timing is excellent, Duncan. Um, you managed to, uh, just as like part of it gets snagged on uh, the turbine, um, there's just enough of a gap um, for you to throw the vehicle through. So throwing caution to the wind, you floor it. Um, and um, as soon as you're kind of in through the gap, um, the entire vehicle is buffeted, being slammed back and forth and back and forth. Um, unfortunately, the damage to the vehicle is such uh, that it begins to bend and crack uh, and break. And with your natural one, uh, you find yourself slammed um, sort of against a side panel, uh, which pops out. Uh, and you you find yourself being torn away from the vehicle uh, by the storm. Your cape is snagged, um, so you're kind of like at distance. Um, normally, this would have been a much hairier thing, but Maka, you rolled a crit success. So I'm going to give you a quick free action uh, in response to Duncan getting sucked out the window. If I'm at the back, can I catch him as he comes flying by? Uh, yeah, if you want to wait, wait for him to drop. Oh, he's caught on the V. He's not just sucked out and gone. He, I'm on no, the outside, cape so, stuck, being blown back along the yeah, length. So of the, he's oh, basically holding on via cape. I thought he was stuck on the panel that flew off. Okay. No, no, no. He's sorry. <laughs> he's stuck to the uh, the APC, um, but he's is being like dragged um, on on the verge of being ripped away. Uh, Duncan, what's going through your head as you you flutter out into the storm? Uh, I think he's just looking for a handhold. Like Duncan is trained enough that the first thought is just action as opposed to panic or the other things. So I think the daggers, like he's he's reaching for a dagger to try to stab it in to give himself a handhold because he's aware it's just the cape. So he's just trying to give himself that extra 10 seconds to figure out the next step in the yep. plan. Fair enough. I should uh, should be clear because perhaps I wasn't. Uh, the vehicle is currently airborne. So you're all just having a grand old, uh, as it was battered around, um, you've been pulled up and off the ground. Now you're not like swirling up through the the uh, the funnel, mm. um, but you are kind of like the wheels are off the ground. Um, occasionally, you're bouncing back off of it, um, but uh, because uh, Kelly wasn't alive long enough to keep the uh, the gap, it was enough to get most of the way through. But uh, this is your your back end adventure. So yes, you can still try and stab in um, Maka. You can try and grab him. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I, realizing now the context. I'm going to basically kind of like march through the crowd of passengers to the front and try and grab for duncan yeah okay. duncan would rather the cart take the hit when they get to the ground than him so <laughs> he's still inside is better than outside yep totally okay uh let's make this a dex for duncan and a strength for maka um as strength check yes please okay. as uh, a safe please uh as the two of you attempt to uh to work in unison so 19 for duncan 17 17 okay um uh duncan describe how you you managed to, to get to maka's arm uh duncan draws the dagger out at the last second and stabs it in just as his cape kind of flutters away past him uh and he sticks both he, he stabs the dagger in and manages to get part of the hilt bent like in and to mm. the side so it's really dug in facing towards the hole and he braces both his feet as he's like forcing himself forwards and just kicks up and leans forward as a tripod with his fourth hand to take uh maka's arm to get pulled in great um so yeah maka his his arm is extended uh you grab it and pull uh, managing to pull him in just as the uh, the car hits the ground uh, a final time, rolling, tumbling uh, sort of over itself as it falls apart. Um, and uh, the uh, the entire vehicle shreds uh, and all of you kind of fall out into the rain. 
Um, and uh, looking back, you can see the wall of the storm um, battering the, the remains of the vehicle around. Uh, but all of you have made it through uh, and are on the other side. Back at Doc Malvern's clinic, uh, Gwendolyn, um, you uh, you spent some time um, reflecting. It is uh, the the next day. Yeah. Um, what uh, what is what is your your plan for the day? Having uh, run somewhat afoul of the good doctor. Um. Prop. I think. She will on honestly without Duncan there. She's just a little mopey. <laughs> I wish she was better, but she's not. Um. Uh. Now my goal. Um. When I'd stayed back. Um. Like I think you still want to figure out what happened to doc malvern's yeah like group um yeah you want to know how to make your alliance work <laughs> yeah yeah well that's the thing it's like it's... okay i think um i think she's gonna switch tactics She's gonna she's gonna approach Doc Melbourne again. Yep. And I she's she's gonna say All right. So I just want to say we've both both of our experiences have led us to have different philosophies. And clearly you've had very different experiences to me, which have, I assume, led to our difference of opinion. But here's the thing, it's very hard for me to change my opinion without understanding or at least being aware of other people's experiences. So I'm, even though I realize it's not your responsibility to like help me change who I am, I'm really not quite sure where else to go at this point. Um, and uh, Malvern just kind of nods and says, I understand this one does. Yes. Yes. Um, and um, just kind of like gestures broadly to, to the room. And like, you can see um, like Nev is uh, he's like actively, fighting one of those losing battles with um, trying to seal a window against the elements in a constantly hmm. raining space. Hmm. Um, but you get the sense that like, he's done this a hundred times. He'll probably have to do it a hundred more. Yeah. Um, but he's just working away. Um, and it's actually like remarkably delicate work. Um, like as he's hammering away um, and uh, bleep is in his closet, just like looking at papers and, and, and studying. And um, Malvern says, uh, Everyone changes and everyone can change. A warrior is helping to fix a small broken window rather than breaking the window, as was perhaps his way. A small creature 
unaware of its own purpose, is seeking to help others instead of worrying about such things. Hmm? And you, a former princess, now armor, change. Everyone changes. This is fine. The search for change is not the problem, princess. This one merely needed to know whether or not he could trust you as a leader, as someone putting together this group. Words are nice, intentions are nice, but actions speak louder, hmm? In my time of need, I told you what I wanted and asked if I could do it, hmm? And yet, you were more concerned about your, your hypothetical alliance and, and all of the people that could be helped. This is fair. This, this makes sense. But be very careful. If you only think of the needs of the many, you will occasionally forget about the people directly in front of you. Hmm? Now, you coming to me like this gives this one some degree of solace. Hmm? Seeking to better oneself is a noble cause. Just be very, very careful, Gwendolyn, with any knowledge you receive. Hmm? For terrible things have been done with wonderful intentions. This one stands as a testament to that. Do you still wish to know? Well, yes. I mean, like, less knowledge I have, like the worst decision I'm going to make, right? Hmm. This is true. Um, so he, uh, he offers you a stool and he, he goes and gets his, his comfy, his comfy chair. Hmm. Um, and, um, he spends some time, he makes tea. Um, it's, it seems to be almost ritualistic. Um, both, uh, Nev and Bleep seem to understand what's, what's going to happen here. So they both just kind of, uh, politely fuck off out of there. Um, and, um, Malvern um, sits and says, uh, the, this one has a different experience, as you indicate, around groups, alliances, that sort of thing, coalitions. This one uh, comes from the, the, the nation of, of Tyre, or what was the nation of Tyre, no more. No longer a nation. Hmm? The Kenku people, mostly gone, mostly dead, mostly gone. Not me, but most. There was another alliance. Hmm? Long ago, back when there were big threats, terrible threats to this world. The Necrotis. Hmm? The Necrotis swept across the globe, threatened all of Gren. And so people bandied together, hmm? decided to stand as one. Yes, a wonderful idea, a necessary idea, only way to defeat the great evil. And then uh, he kind of leans in and he says, and they did. The Necrotis was stopped. Hmm? World slowly began to heal. Hmm? Why? And this is where problems begin. When there is a large enemy, easy it is to make alliances, to make groups that will fight against it. Oh, we'd all stand together against the Necrotis. All is one. But when those threats go away, what is holding groups together? 
What is the true cost of alliance? Tyre was a small nation, very, very small. Rikenku did not believe in, in material possessions as such. Hmm? This clinic is, is rife with, and he does air quotes with his spindly bird fingers, and says, belongings, but not, hmm. not for this one, for, for any who need them, hmm? for the clinic. Except for Nev's things. Nev's things are Nev's things. Nev has been very clear about this. Nev does care for possessions. That is fine. That is Nev's way. But Tyre had very, very little. But part of alliance, part of the greater good, was to give. To give what wealth we had, the wealth we could use for Tyre to the alliance, to fight the Necrotis. And we did. And when the Necrotis was gone, Give to the Alliance to make sure that help was redistributed wherever it needed to be, to make sure that there was armies. Tired no longer needed defenses, needed no armies. We were protected by the Alliance. Hmm? If ever a Necrotist threat rose again, they would stand ready. But not all threats are Necrotists. The Blood Moon... It's an organization of Goliaths. They call it Corporation. Hmm? Corporation of Goliaths. They sought mostly profit. Profit gained from expansion. Profit gained from new resources they could use. Hmm? What, what? Wait, I've never heard of this. Yes, greedy they were and fell to infighting, they did. Now there are several different offshoots of them, but they are no longer a nation. Who are they? And the, he just kind of spreads his, his hands and says, I will tell you who they were in relation to this one, but who they are now, this one cannot know. In my people's time, the Blood Moon Corporation wanted the resources of Tyre, but members of the Alliance, the Goliaths were, fearsome warriors, very smart conquerors. And so, when the Blood Moon Corporation decided to seize Tyre, to use our nation to fuel their ambitions, we turned as you would to the Alliance. We had no money left. We had given it to the Alliance for their armies. And no armies came. Internal discussion came. Debate. Chastisements and speeches. Pretty words, hmm? The Kenku were slaughtered. We died. Few of us escaped. Entire ceased to exist. Sanctions. Sanctions were levied. Terrible sanctions. And like for a bird, sarcasm reads very strangely, but it is crystal clear. Says, um, and yet, Blood Moon Corporation remained. No more tire, only them. Wait, they remained? But who are they now? Fell to infighting, I understand they did. But so none of that is my concern. 
This one has but, left all nations to their fates. It's just sounding very familiar. He just raises his hands and says, this one does not know what you know. So, hmm? My people were wiped out because we believed in an alliance of equals, that we were equal despite being small. We paid our share. We fought in the wars. We provided healing and assistance to all we could. But in our time of need, we were abandoned. We fell to another of our equals. And then did we learn that there were in fact no equals, just the powerful and the weak. And weak we were. And so we died. So what you're saying is that like, even though people are like entering into this like alliance saying that like they believe in equality, they don't actually believe in it. Or there uh, are people within them that don't believe in it and they're going to like take advantage of like everyone else who needs like the don't have their own way to protect themselves. And huh. You are only as equal as your weakest member. And if they are not protected, then none amongst you are equal. Hmm? Right. Um, and he walks over and just kind of like pats you on the shoulder and says, this one believes that you believe what you are saying. Hmm? That you trust this, that you believe in this, that this is a good thing you are trying. That you are trying to live up to the legacy of, of the Dawnbreaker herself, yes? You wear her armor? Well, yes. I mean, like, yeah. Hmm. These are good things, but be careful. You of all should know what she built also fell. Hmm? It's not to say that you cannot try, simply that you must know. If you are to build such a thing, it will have a mind of its own. So, and then he looks at his tea and he's like, I forgot my tea. And he takes like a, a long, long drag. <laughs> you can see it's killing him that he can't offer you some. It's it's a real it's a real problem for him. Uh, so So then what's the solution? I mean if we don't make any alliance, then there's like literally, like, then we have no mechanism of like protecting the weak. But if we do make the alliance, it seems like, well, we still don't really have a way to protect the weak. But if someone does, then we have like a legal way of punishing them. Um, and he just kind of shrugs and says, that very dilemma is why this one no longer concerns themselves with statehood. Hmm? Um, and um, he just kind of looks pensively into the tea for a moment. And then he says, the test I gave you yesterday, hmm? it was the test of what is good and necessary for one versus what could potentially help the many. You refuse to make such decision. Hmm? In the future, you may have to, depending on who else joins your alliance. 
if the sad history of Tyre and the Kenku is any indication, there may be no such thing as an alliance of equals. But there could be good, and there could be something, but what it is, this one, I'm afraid, and kind of like, I would say smile sadly, but he's got a beak, so just kind of like tilts his head sadly, he says, this one does not know. And then he leans conspiratorially and says, but this one thinks you will figure out, hmm? Hmm. Um, and uh, with that, he um, he finishes his tea with kind of a shaky hand. You can tell that, like, you know, talking about the general, like, destruction of his people is not a great, great day for him. Um, and he kind of gets up and just yells, like, you can both come back now. I'm going to bed. Um, and uh, Nev and, and Bleep kind of come in. And um, he uh, he starts shuffling off towards his, his room. Um, just kind of looks back over his shoulder and says, good luck, princess. Hmm? Hmm. Um, and then he uh, closes his office door. And I think she kind of like shakes her head, like kind of shakes herself, like just says, uh, th- thank, thank you. You're welcome. You're here from the other side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cutaway. It's just life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Oh, dear. And um, as you kind of sink down into your armor, uh, Nev just kind of walks by and kind of slaps you on the back and says, I know, right? This window just won't stay fixed. Um, and with a, with a, you know, a, a resolute nod, he, uh, he goes back to trying to fix a board that will never truly be dry. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Not Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.